What do you mean? Like this? Yeah. Did you start it already? Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. It's natural. I think. No. <laughs> uh, welcome back to the TBD podcast. Me and my host, PK. What's up? Um, we're doing episode three. Right off the rip. We're not going to wait a couple months this time. Thankfully. We're excited to jump right back into it. Mm-hmm. I hope this is a regular thing. Me too. What did you want to get into first? Uh, well, we don't have... We don't have as many topics clearly defined as we did last time. Uh, we just kind of have some general ideas for things that we want to talk about. So we're going to try and touch on a few of those. There's nothing set in stone. We're just going to see where the conversation takes us. Um, as, at the time of recording, the second episode hasn't been out for too long. So there's not really a whole lot of feedback to kind of touch on. But we've heard some good things, and we've heard some some critiques that have been really helpful for us in terms of recording, um, and will be helpful for Gray with editing. So uh, we appreciate everyone kind of letting us know objectively what they think of the podcast, you know, the second episode. Um, but in terms of a place to start, I guess maybe we can do a little follow-up. Last time we, we talked about um, video games for like the last third of the podcast maybe we're talking <laughs> yeah, about yeah i think so bethesda and it. stuff like that but um at the time of recording the last episode we were talking about lego fortnite well lego fortnite's out now and we've played that a few times so maybe we can just talk about that experience a little bit <laughs> see if it <laughs> naturally fortnite. leads somewhere else uh yeah no i mean it was uh it's a lot of fun um you know talk about lego fortnite but if i'm if i'm being honest with you out of the so for people who just haven't played Fortnite anymore and they just completely signed out, fair enough. But they just released three new game modes, I guess three new games, and that's for- Lego Fortnite, mm-hmm. Rocket Racing, mm-hmm. and Fortnite Festival. And I don't know if any of you have played Guitar Hero, Rock Band, any of those rhythm-based games. Osu, I think, is a very popular PC game. That's the one with the... like. You follow the, the circles and stuff. It's, yeah. it's crazy. I've seen some of my friends do it. It's crazy that they that they can stay on there. Yeah. But that's actually, I prefer, I love Lego Fortnite, and I think it's great. Mm-hmm. It's, um, we haven't played it too much. No. But for the little we played, it's fun, right? It's like, it's Minecraft, It's Legos. exactly what you expect it to be. Yeah, it's, it's nothing crazy. But for me, it's just, it's just grabbed him by the balls. It's just, I love Fortnite Festival. Yeah. I love I it mean, so much. I've never been a huge music game or, like, rhythm game No, neither fan, have I. But Fortnite Festival is... No, it actually, it makes me want... For one, to get better at Fortnite Festival. Because mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm just bad because I haven't played rhythm games, but it's really, really hard. Hold yeah. on. He's saying he's bad, but every time we play, he, he <laughs> flawless. He does the level flawless. Yeah, but I do it like on medium or hard. Okay, so. There's people doing expert and they're I like, do it on medium and I get like 94% every time. You're always getting a flawless. It's it's hard though, but it feels great. It's making me actually love songs. It put me on the weekend. Yeah. Yeah, I really got into that now. Yeah. Um... Now, I don't know your preference. I don't know if you prefer Fortnite Festival or if you prefer Lego. Well, my problem with Lego Fortnite is it's a really cool concept, and I like that they have a lot more complex features than, like, Minecraft or something like that. Right. But it kind of... Something I've discovered about myself more recently in terms of my video game interests, um, and I always explain it to people as, I like Minecraft. Right. I played it for years... I've never beaten the game, quote-unquote. Like, I've never killed the Ender Dragon in survival or anything like that. 
But I can't. My interest it gets is boring really fast. Yeah, my interest is not held long enough for me to want to get to that point. And Lego Fortnite, as cool as it is, and as cool as it is to see your Lego character running it's around, same. it's kind of the same. It's the yeah. same like gameplay format, where the the really the only challenge or difficulty is f- finding the next material that you need to upgrade. That actually, what's, that's what bothers me a lot. Yeah. Is they have no form of like traversal or any kind of like if you got to get something in the desert, yeah. you have to walk like twenty minutes real time yeah. to the desert, get the thing, and then twenty minutes back. Yeah. Um, well, the only will, form of trans- transport they have is like you have to build it. Yeah, and you can't steer it. Yeah. But I will give them this: they are going to, on a regular basis, update it. Yeah. Well, and maybe in the future, if they update it to be just that little bit more different yeah or unique then maybe i would be a little bit more interested but as much as i like to consider myself a creative person sandbox games don't really work for me um as much as i would like to think they do i always try and get back into minecraft i download mods on my computer even with the mods it's just it's just more of the same something about which kind of scares me because game i'm excited for hytale it's coming out. Yeah. Whenever it comes out. Well, Hytale's going to be more of an RPG, though. Yeah. It was just with sandbox elements. Yeah. Yeah. But the the focus is going to be on the RPG. Pretty right? much. I mean, there's a lot of, like, make your own game element in there. But, like, yeah, there's a whole, like, campaign. There's, like, a bunch of worlds. Yeah. To so go. Th- I, th- I think you'll probably be fine. So I think, yeah, if, it, if, that's, if that side is strong enough, I think that will carry over. Yeah. So but the sandbox stuff just doesn't. I'm not that creative. I've never been that kind of creative. I'm more... I have good ideas, but I have... If you give me too much openness, it's just... I don't know what to do with it. But I think that comes down to personal preference. I also don't have the motivation to see those ideas... (laughs) Yeah. You know, followed through. But that's... That's another discussion. (laughs) Uh, I'm not on ADHD medicine today, by the way, everyone. If you, he <laughs> might be a little more spotty. If little you more. notice a difference, I might not be able to finish my thoughts as conclusively as I did in that second episode. Um, but yeah, so uh, in other terms of following up, uh, God of War Ragnarok, we talked about that at the end of the last episode. Yeah, has a free DLC that came out a couple days ago, and I know you've played quite a bit of that. So if I you want to touch on yeah, that, so. One thing, and I'll get into it a little bit after, but I love mythology. Yeah, it's I love mythology so much, and I wish I was into. I wish I've, I'd known a little bit more. I actually have these these books that Braden and I actually both went to go to get. It's at Barnes and Noble, I think. Yeah, it's their collection, and they're like these like basically basically little like mythology bibles. Like they have they they're pretty much. The big, the big stories. Yeah, it's a collection of the the major stories and whatnot. And. I've read them. I've read them. Um, I've picked the stories that I've wanted to read in here and there. I feel like I should just read all of it, but I would just like to have a better, a better understanding, a yeah. better, really just dive really in deep into it, right? Like watch like three hour essay videos about mythology. Yeah, it's exciting. But there's so, a ton of them out there. Oh, I know. I, I, I gotta take the time to start watching them. But, but yeah, that's what draws me into God of War to begin with, right? That's the drawing is that it's so and with Valhalla. It, it so deeply explores what Valhalla is mm-hmm. and um, also deeply explores Kratos' character. Yeah. 
and his relation to actually this is a spoiler uh, <laughs> for anybody listening if they want to play it maybe don't play it but it also explores very deeply the Greek side of his um, his past and so it's cool it's like two mythologies clashing together and the way that they weave them together the way they weave the two mythologies together is very interesting yeah and the gameplay is great I love roguelikes it's my favorite kind of game yeah and so to have the God of War combat, which I'm already very fond of, right. to have that weaved in with, you know, a roguelike. Do you maybe want to explain what a roguelike, a roguelike is, is for the people who, who uh, don't play video games as much or don't know? If Actually, funny enough, we talked, <laughs> we talked to somebody at work the other day, one of our bosses, and he didn't know. He didn't know what a roguelike was either. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess it's a more niche. I mean, it's, it's pretty popular now. Yeah. It's well, I mean, it's there. gotten more popular in recent years. Basically, what it means is that, so a driving part of the game is the fact that you're dying, mm-hmm. and you're getting better when you die. So you'll play through the game, you'll get as far as you can through the game to try to beat it, but more than likely, several times you will fail, yeah. and you will die. But every time you do, you learn from the last run, and you get better. And on top of that, there's a lot of elements in the run that are randomized. Right, you almost started. You, it sounds kind of scary, um, even a little unfun when I've explained it to people. But when you go back to the beginning, you lose all the progress you've had. Right. Mostly. Well, but but most roguelike games have permanent upgrades permanent that upgrades, you can yeah, buy. They make it slightly better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the the joy is is that even though it's random, you start learning what pieces help with what. Yeah. And you just in general, it's just it's all about str- trying and trying and trying and trying. It feels very rewarding once you get it done. Yeah. So to add that to God of War, it's it's great. And I, I, I literally can't state enough how good, like, just the story in general it is right. when, it, when it comes to the games. Because I, I started it yesterday, uh, the other morning, and I only got to play about, like, an hour of it, maybe. Yeah. Maybe less, to be honest. Um, and I'm not I'm not as good at video games as you are. I, I would beg to differ. <laughs> I, I would beg to differ, <laughs> you begging to differ. Um, but... I was playing, and, and the day before, JP came to me. He was like, hey, that DLC, that is, it's, it's amazing. Man. It's so good. I'm, it's, and it's tough. I, I've only died once, and it was because I had to for the story. But I, other than that, I haven't died. So I booted up yesterday. I'm playing a little bit before I have to go into work. And I'm like, oh, man, I love this game when it came out. Like, I, I, I really hope I enjoy it. I'm playing. I get my ass whooped. Absolutely destroyed. Like, two minutes into my first round. <laughs> and, and I'm thinking to myself, JP didn't die. <laughs> JP didn't <laughs> die. I, I debated telling you that I had died. Flawless. Yeah, it was easy. Because <laughs> in the car ride on the way here, we were talking about it yeah. a little bit. And, and I told him, I was like, oh, I've <laughs> you had died. Inner conflict. I said, I've died a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and he looked at me. He said, really? <laughs> so... But yeah, um, it's definitely an interesting sort of format to take the story in, and to kind of change the gameplay up, and to have it free, to have it oh, be a yeah, free. That's great. Expansion. I would pay for it. Yeah, I'm sure most people would. Yeah, it was, it's that good. Um, no, because I was playing it, and it's, it sounds like I'm dogging you now, but I was playing it. I was like, "Damn, is this like supposed to be really easy at first? <laughs> um, and I, I'm, I'm just playing through it, and like again, I didn't die unless it made me die. Yeah. Um, it wasn't until like maybe my seventh run um, 
Like I kept, I kept, because it, it keeps letting you get further and further. And I got yeah. further enough to where I got really hard. Yeah. And I was like, oh damn it, I finally died. I was like, okay, there's the difficulty. That's there's where it hits. So like now is when it kicks in. Two hours. Because I was like, I'm, I'm kind of just walking through these, these, these runs with nothing. Because I was scared. Meanwhile, 15 minutes <laughs> in, <laughs> I barely just got out of the opening cutscene. Walk into the first level. <laughs> get my, get my shit smacked. It's funny you said though, that I'm better than you at games. I think it's different. I think it's like a, you know, choose and pick what kind I, of games. Mm-mm. I think with shooters, that you're a lot better than nope. I am. I think so. I really don't think I so. I think when we played Valorant, you were more consistently good than I was. I think the only reason I was more consistently good... I, hold on. That's not even... I didn't get consistently mediocre at Valorant <laughs> until like a month or two before I stopped playing the game altogether. That happened to me as well. And up and up until that point, I had been playing the game <laughs> every, night. every single night for like a year and a half, ever since I met Me Kiefer. <laughs> and it's not I I was never I I would describe my skill level as inconsistent, always, no matter what I do, inconsistent. Um, actually, fun fact: one of my old no. gamer tags was genuine flux. Genuine flux. Because I asked my, I said, Mom, give me a word that describes me. She said, genuine. I said, Mom. Mom, stop. And then I walked away and I thought, okay, genuine. I like that. Now, what would describe my gaming skills? Hmm. Oh, I know. Sometimes I'm really freaking good. (laughs) And sometimes I don't deserve to have the game at all. So I put flux. So it was genuine flux. So and I would I name. would stick with that. You know, it's I would say consistently I'm inconsistent. Um <laughs> consistently inconsistent. And I don't really think it matters what kind of game, you know, cuz we've played shooters together. Yeah, you're usually better. Nope. I I would say that you are. <laughs> I don't think so. I can't think of so that's Fortnite. <laughs> A game that like I don't know. Well, to be fair, I don't spend that much time on shooters. Yeah. Very. It's just I mean, I hopped on with you guys every night, you know. Yeah. With Valorant. Well, hey. <laughs> every single night. Not a single one missed. That's some revisionist history right there. But, um, I don't, I just, I'm hippity, we're really hippity-hoppity in our way around here, but I think I just prefer single-player games. Yeah. Like, I love, I love playing with you guys all the time. Like, I love playing with you guys, but there's something gripping about a, a single-player single player. game and a story. I get that. Because it doesn't, it doesn't happen very often where it's like, I get sucked into a game at all. Yeah, and so like when a game like God of War comes around, and like I'm I'm itching to go back home after my job to to, to you know play yeah, some yeah. more. It's like that's yeah. a great feeling, for sure. But um, something we did talk about on the last on the last podcast was was water. Yeah, yeah. So I tried the core water. Did you? Yeah, it's bad. It's pretty shit actually. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't like that at all. That's what I thought. Um, it tastes. Seth, if you're listening to this, I'm so sorry. You did it taste like part. cardboard? Like you were drinking cardboard. I wouldn't say cardboard, but like I, I drank it and I was like Yeah, you were like, This is not good. I was like, that's just It's not fresh. It doesn't taste it fresh. Just, there's something about it. There's so there's something that's there's like a, a slight it's like for me, it's it not as stale. severe as you as you're saying, but it's like it's a, it makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. It's like there's something that right it about it. It kinda this lingers water. in your mouth. Yeah. I don't like that. And so I was like, well, I don't know what they've laced in here. <laughs> but I just I put it back. I don't know what they were cooking up. <laughs> you put it in <laughs> Oh, no, JP. 
put that shit right back in the freezer. Oh, um, but um, no, I didn't actually do that. But I don't know. He's covering his ass right now. He's <laughs> <get that. laughs> but yeah, um, I I don't know. I mean, I was listening back to that that episode, and we were talking about the water and everything, and I was like, man, I really. I think I might have gone overboard a little <laughs> bit there, but I was thinking I could really go for a smart water. Well, cause well, yeah, smart water is good. I I think smart water wins, but I do genuinely prefer the taste of our on-brand water or our off-brand water or own brand. I think yeah, I prefer the taste of that one over smart water, even. Even if it was more expensive than smart wa- smart water, I think I would still buy it. I don't know. I think uh, I think you're convincing yourself. No, I really don't. Because <laughs> I've had smart water. They they brought me like a $2. bottle when we were talking about it it's at work. Crazy. Um, and it, yeah, it, you don't really get a lot for you're like twenty ounces, yeah, which is the same like as our normal bottle. Yeah, twenty ounces. But m- maybe maybe it is a large factor that it's affordable for, to get our own brand. Yeah, plus our discount. But I do I'm I'm not even joking when I say that the taste of our own brand water I think is just a lot better than any other water that we sell in the in the cooler. Yeah, I mean, and when we start doing video for these podcasts, we'll definitely sit down and try all of the water. all the waters. Yeah. We've actually we've been talking about a lot of ideas. So, obviously our rebrand is TBD. Yeah. And for anyone confused. We're really going to lean in on that, we think. We think to keep things interesting. Like right now, we're still kind of launching. We're still... So it really is just us shooting the shit and kind of just talking. Yeah. About whatever. But it's going to be a more focused and also unfocused. Yeah. Every episode will kind of just be something, right? Yeah. We, we've thrown around a lot of ideas. Obviously, like what he just said, where we're trying out <laughs> waters. Yeah. Uh, our friend... A um, couple of our friends from work, actually... We're going to try the Taco Bell menu. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah. Um, really, I guess just food menus in general. I know in our first episode, that was one of our first things that we talked about. Oh, yeah, our tier list. Tier list, yeah. yeah. We'll do stuff like that. Like, we're really, we'll just bounce around, and we'll just, whatever I guess seems fun at the time or interesting. Yeah. Well, because I guess when we think about it, obviously, you know, every podcast has something special that helps them stand out yeah or maybe they're just more relatable than other podcasts i i don't know um actually real quick side note something that i heard quite a few people say about the last episode was they they feel like it was one of the most relatable podcasts they've listened to they can hear the broke in our voice yeah yeah something like that um and i just i think that that is something we're probably going to want to chase um and the the truth is, a lot of people don't really know, a large majority of the time, they don't know what they're doing. And so, we kind of want that to be our special thing in terms of... <laughs> Being unprepared. We, we want our format, our thing that makes us stand out to be that we... Not necessarily... Like, we want to be organized, but we don't want to be so strict that... We have to confine just our... just the organic feeling. Yeah. Um, for me personally, and I think Camden said this, yeah, and that is kind of the vibe that we're going for, at least for me, in my head, is that I kind of want it to feel like you're just listening to two guys talk, 
like yeah. two friends talk. And I'm sure there's podcasts out there that do that, but that's just what we're aiming for. Yeah. To where right now, yeah, there's some there's some growing pains. There's the the fact that we're not used to sitting in a room knowing everything we're saying is recorded and everyone's going to listen to it. Yeah. So there's a certain little bit of maybe nervousness, a little uncom- a little awkwardness. Yeah. But eventually we just want a position to where it's like we just we sit down. There's some stuff we want to talk about, some stuff on the mind, some stuff written down. Yeah. Whatever happened that week or the week before, and then we just throw it out there. Yeah. Or maybe something we want to try, like all right. of Taco Bell's menu. All of Taco and just like sit here and have we want to have guests on just right. to keep things really fresh. We do want to assure everyone we do plan on having guests. We just kind of want to get off our feet a little bit. And also, of course, they're not going to be just just random people that we know. Um, well, they are going to be random people that we know. And the way I see it is we obviously have stuff that we're really focused on, mm-hmm. like our interests yeah. and what we're knowledgeable on. And every single person has a different interests, different interests in different things that they're knowledgeable on. Right. And so there's a friend at work, you know, if we brought her on, she would talk about horses for an hour. <laughs> yeah. Um, another friend of mine would talk about cats for an hour, right? Right. So it's like... Well, I think as hosts, it's probably our responsibility to... Ask them questions. That ask some questions that, that pertain, like, you know... Yeah, exactly. In we, terms we, of having guests on. Because, like, they, they're very knowledgeable in those, those right. aspects. And, and you so, don't want to have someone on and then basically spit in their face by being like, yeah, yeah. we're going to talk about stuff we're interested in. You right. just sit there and... Like it should be foc- more focused on them. Yeah. and Or it should incorporate them at the very least. Like with mythology, I, I want us to kind of get it a little more together before, yeah. we, before we really jump into it. But when we do talk about mythology, like there's a friend of mine, and she's really into it. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know how knowledgeable she is. I'd have to check, check what check she knows with first, but I know she loves it. Mm-hmm. And so things like that I think will keep – Hopefully the podcast fresh and interesting. Yeah, it'll definitely be a um, a nice change of pace, you know. Yeah. But I guess all this to say, when we first started the podcast under the name The Common Ground, we kind of had one rigid format that we were going to try to stick to. But the more that we, after we recorded that first episode, and we put it out, and we heard people's feedback. I think in our heads it kind of shifted into something different. Right. Um, that probably aligns with our aspirations a little bit better. Um, because uh, speaking for myself, you know, because I don't want to speak for you. I don't know if it's – but just knowing the kind of person you are and, you know, over the years I've gotten to know you. Um, I know you have, you know, this deep desire to make people feel – loved mm. and accepted and you want people to feel like comfortable yes you want to be able to help people in whatever way you can you're you're, you're really selfless in that way almost to your own detriment <laughs> a lot of the time and i i know i feel good when i can help someone with something that they're struggling with and i think reformatting the podcast to sort of being Controlled chaos is the way that I would explain it. I think that, you know, we have a general idea of what we want to do, but we're not going to confine ourselves to any one sort of... Which could lead to our our detriment as well. Yeah. Um, We'll see. See how it happens. But But it's all about learning. Everything's open, you know. I mean, why not? I mean, right now we're starting out. 
in reality, the people that are listening, they're just our friends. Yeah. You know, our friends and family. Yeah. Maybe some, they're friends of friends, right? So they don't know us, but like, it's just, just kind of have fun with it. Kind of just sit back and. Yeah. And we'll find our footing eventually and maybe we'll get to a more, um, a more focused sort of format. But it, it really just depends. I guess we'll see. Um, but, you know, you, you touched on mythology again. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of want to expand on that a little bit. Um, mythology is something that I've always been interested in as yeah. well. Um, and so I've got – well, I don't have it. You have it. I What? The, the, oh, the books. The Norse mythology one. You have the Greek one, yeah? I have – well, no, I have the Irish folklore and, and fairy tales, oh, okay. which I actually haven't even opened. But I also have um, the story of King Arthur and his knights and stuff like that. And that's probably, I guess it still counts as mythology, but it's kind of mo- probably more of a legend kind of thing. Yeah, I actually never knew the difference. I don't know too much of the differences between... Like mythology, legends, folklore. Right. They all kind of... I think legends are rooted in historical events. Okay, so there's a little accuracy in it? Yeah, and like then exaggerated. Myths, myths are what explain the natural world and the and world the around us. folklore is like, they're passed down Yeah, folklore, people, yeah, right? it's like um, vocal tradition okay. in different okay. cultures. Fairy tales are... Til- fairies tell them. Oh, more often than not, it's like talking animals and stuff. And there's always a lesson at the end of a fairy tale. Um, Like a fable. What do they call it? A fable. Yeah. Yeah. Fairy tale, fable. Um, I could be wrong about that. But anyways, so I've always been really interested in mythology. And you and I both expressed sort of an interest in wanting to read more. Yeah, I, I I would like to read more. It's just really hard to get into a book. I don't remember the last... I think the last time I got into a book was... Tenth grade? Maybe eleventh? I don't know. It was like a... They were really pushing it in English class. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, yeah, I'll just grab this one. And it was like about like a... I think this guy's sister got kidnapped. (laughs) And he was like looking for her. And at the time, I was like, hey, this... It's kind of gas, actually. I was like, this is interesting. I need to keep reading this. I don't even think I finished it, though. So, like, reading, it's just it's so hard for me to get into it. Um, I got this book of short stories at my house, and, like, that. actually, I think maybe short stories is where I'm going to start. Mm-hmm. Kind of like with the mythology books, where it's, like, they're condensed. I know I'll finish them in, like, a couple pages. Yeah. It's just really hard because I have – maybe I do have ADHD. But <laughs> focusing is just so painful. Like, I can't. I have to have on – when I'm in my room, I have to have on, like, three things at the same time. Yeah. Like, I realized it the other day, and I was like, that's a problem. I had I had my PlayStation on. God of War was booting up. Um, then I had my, my computer open with YouTube playing. <laughs> and then I pulled up my phone because there was, like, <laughs> a small moment of time where something wasn't happening. So I, I started looking at Twitter. And I was like, I had an overload for a second. I said, what am I doing? Well, that could be ADHD, but that could be something else entirely. That could speak to our anxiety. Yeah, I, I literally couldn't have a moment where I was just kind of, like, thinking. Yeah. So I was like, oh, Twitter. And, like, I, I clicked play on the video, rose the volume, looking up and down, up and down, yeah. seeing if the game was loaded. Well, because I know, I know you and I both sort of off-camera have talked about it a lot. Off-camera. But we both, we both struggle a lot with anxiety. 
um, of various types about various different things. Um, and I know we talk a lot about those quiet moments being kind of some of the hardest. Yeah. And I think you touched on that in the first episode we did. Don't um, remember. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's been so long now that who, who would expect Man. you to remember, but I, I definitely think that that could be probably more a symptom of anxiety than ADHD, but you know, you I, could I have very a well lot, also I have, have a lot of sick symptoms it actually kind of pisses me off because I've gone to the doctor for them. Mm-hmm. And every single time I've gone to the doctor, I'm, I'm, st- I'm scared. I'm all like, oh, man, I, f- I have cancer. I know I do. Like, I, <laughs> I have, like, something. It's and confirmed. they're always like, well, you don't have anything wrong with you. you it's probably just anxiety. I was like, no. <laughs> and, like, when I walk out, I'm always so relieved. And I, the pain is gone yeah. when I walk out because I'm like, it's not real. <laughs> <laughs> and then I get it back, and I'm like, I think they were wrong. I think the doctors had it wrong. And so... It's happened so many times now. Just in general, like, I think a lot of my sickness comes from sadness and anxiety. Your mind, yeah, yeah. playing tricks a, on yourself. Son of a gun. But. Yeah, I mean it's it's a it's definitely a huge possibility because um, it's crazy to think about how powerful your mind is. Yeah, I know. I didn't know what's the, uh, hypochondriac. Hypochondriac. Yeah, they actually make themselves sick. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it's. I mean, if it's kind of. It's both scary and interesting because if you can believe something so genuinely that it be- it starts to become real, you know, to what level, like, when does it stop? You know well, what I mean? It doesn't. I mean, realistically, they've tried that, right? They've tried reprogramming um, certain parts of your body, like, almost like, what is it? My, what am I saying right now? I'm about to say some shit that's just not true. <laughs> like I'm trying repro- to believe positive things instead. Well, you can do that. Like I mean, like pain. Pain is all in the mind if you really think about it. It's just the nervous system, yeah. Yeah. It's telling you that something's not right. Yeah. But I know realist. I know for a long time as a as a kid, I, I wanted to get rid of that nervous system so I wouldn't feel pain. Uh huh. But correct me if I'm wrong. But that's you still the problem is still there, right? You just don't feel it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like there there are people that are born with some wires crossed in their brain right and they don't they physically can't feel you punch pain. Them in the face and like you broke their tooth but they don't they, they won't don't feel, feel it. it like there's there was an interesting question that one of our friends posed to us one time he he was like would you rather not be able to feel pain oh. or be invulnerable i think who said that i think it was zach <laughs> yeah, that sounds like zach it was a, it was along those lines but basically everyone was like yeah i'd rather not be able to feel pain and I, I was like, guys, invulnerability would be more. Well, invulnerability would be you, you feel the pain, but you, you don't get hurt. Literally, don't take damage. Yeah. Whereas, well, that if makes you, you immortal. So, you ask yourself, do you want to die one day? Well, but but the, he phrased the question in a way that was it's like stupid. <laughs> the way you, if you don't feel pain, then pain isn't isn't real. It doesn't exist. But no, that's not how it works. Okay. okay if exactly, you don't exactly. feel pain, it doesn't mean that the thing that was causing you to feel pain isn't happening. You know, like if, so if an invulnerable person jumped off of a 10 story building, they would be fine. The, the pavement would crack before their bones did. But if someone who didn't feel pain jumped from a 10 story building, they would probably they would die. They would still die. They wouldn't feel it though. They <laughs> wouldn't feel it at that moment. But I mean, so ever they'd be dead. <laughs> they'd be. 
Yeah, I mean, if they jump from a two-story building, they They'd would break, break their, their legs. legs. They yeah. wouldn't be able to feel it, but be cobbling away, their legs would their still be broken. Be yeah. So it's kind of the same way where it's like, yeah, pain is in the mind, but the reason for that pain is probably more often than not physical. Yeah. You know? Not bad. Um, I don't know. But it's just that it's crazy that in the first place, our mind is powerful enough to convince us that something's happening that isn't. Yeah, I mean, the sickness, the, the sick one makes more sense. I mean, because a lot of sickness is like stuff inside of your body, right? Yeah. Um, like pain. It, you can send yourself that you're in pain when you're not really in pain. Yeah. Which is weird <laughs> if you think about it. But You know um, what else is weird? Is that when we think about our brain or our minds or our consciousness, it's not, it's not I, it's my brain. Right. So our brain is thinking about itself yeah, in the it, third it, person. I mean, like, that, that's where we are, right? We're, we are our brains. You yeah. Think about it, which is kind of weird. No, it's weird. Um, but it's, it, like, it's weird that our brain classifies itself as something distinct from us. You know what I mean? Well, the brain is us. But it doesn't. It doesn't. Which is weird. Classify itself. Like, because everyone. I mean, because I mean, who knows what they're gonna do in the future? But if you think about it, our brain is the only thing that is us, right? Like, we can replace every other piece, and it still be us. Like, people get new hearts. People get new lungs. Yeah. You can't get a new brain. Yeah. That's where your memories are. That's where your functions are. So yeah, the brain is us. Like, if they plopped our brain in a robot, that's us. But then it starts getting into the question of. That's like um, existentialism. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, that's like that one theoretical problem. They they teach it a lot in like philosophy classes. I think it's like Theseus' ship or something. Oh, about where, replacing the boards. Yeah, if you replace every board on what used to be, <laughs> we're gonna butcher how this is said. Yeah, yeah, we are. <laughs> but. You know what I mean? Like if there's two ships. Yeah, there's two ships. And um you know the old one and the new one, right? Yeah. And um if, if you replace you, every board on the old one. Yeah, it, it, there was like a which one is the original? Yeah. And I think the answer was neither of them, right? That's neither or That's both. the most popular answer. Um I don't know if there is a correct answer. I don't know. That's a Well, it, cuz it starts getting into what you believe in. Yeah. If you if you believe that we, and even, even I feel like a lot of scientists believe that we have some sort of essence or a soul, right? Yeah. Something a little bit beyond just our, if that's the case, then no, right? Um, when you replace yourself, if the soul's not there, then that's not them. Yeah. But if it's just the brain, then that starts getting kind of weird. Well, and that's why it doesn't directly track to the Theseus ship problem because obviously, you know, our, if we're talking about our brain then our body would be the ship. Yeah. So the you brain would the brain would be there no matter what. So it's it doesn't really completely track. But what but if just, they could recreate the brain? Exactly as it is now. And so that clone of us it, it, wouldn't that be a trip? Cuz they would think that they're the the original, that they're real. Then they would go to Houston and fight crime. Oh, oh. I see what <laughs> you did there. <laughs> Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. Never been more proud of him. <laughs> a little Spider-Man <laughs> reference for everyone. I liked it a lot. Um, don't get yeah. wrong. And there will be a Spider-Man episode. Yeah, there will be. I'll talk about it at length, and that's all you're going to hear about. If you don't want it, just skip that episode. I'll sit back and smile. 
Um, but, um, no, you have a lot of information now, too. You'd be able to talk in that during that podcast, throw it back and forth. Definitely still not as much as you, but I have learned more. I I'm, think you're starting to have more obscure ones than I do. Like, you're venturing off into the... I bet I'm very focused on the mainline, on the more mainline stuff, and the more direct Peter Parker. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, I, I love I love the rest of them, right? I love the right. Spider Verse, but um, well, the reason I like I, I've like I know you started watching videos and reading stuff on uh, Miguel. Yeah, I I have barely touched him. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to I don't want to mislead you. I only know very small key details from that one channel that we watched that video that one yeah, night, the Alex Funding guy. Mm-hmm. He's got good videos. He talks about a large variety of Spider-Man stuff, mostly. He talks about some other stuff, too, but mostly it's Spider-Man. Um, I want to learn... I want to I want to learn more about mainline Spider-Man. Um, and kind of explore a little bit into the other Spider-Man, but I'm not super interested. I'm more interested in the in the main Earth 616 continuity. Well, I would I wouldn't <laughs> I wouldn't if I was you. Uh modern at least. The modern ones. Oh, I've heard the so modern bad. is bad. It's been bad for a, for a while now. Yeah, the, well that channel he was talking about like the the problem that Marvel keeps on they don't let them grow up. Yeah, they're propagating the problem of Peter Parker like main modern Spider-Man. They really want because they for him fear to forever be like the, he's cool with kids. Like yes, he's, he's in high school. They he's fear like that he's gonna lose his relatability Which if they let him grow crazy. up. Crazy, yeah. Because a lot of the most diehard Spider-Man fans, I feel like, have grown up. Yeah. And they'd love even younger people would love to see him in a more adult situation. Yeah. Well, I'm sure that's part of the reason you're so excited for this new run they're gonna do in oh, January. I'm so excited. I'm so excited because they're I, actually I really gonna don't. let him grow up, even if it's in and a it's, different it, universe. It's, it's actually like it's a it's a it's basically a. I guess not a what if, but a different continuity. Yeah, where he doesn't get bitten until after he's already a dad. He's yeah, married he's to MJ. Kids. He has kids. That's exciting. I'm excited I've for that. I, I haven't even read like OG. I'm still barely scratching the surface of the OG Peter Parker. Like I'm still in the 1960s comics where he's yeah. Because I remember I don't like I'm not that much where I can like I can name you like the, the run the number yeah. and, like the like some of the artists some of the the, the the writers, of course, I can that, but not the specific numbers. Yeah. But I remember reading the run, and I kind of just jumped into it because yeah. I was like, I know Spider-Man, right? Like I've, I've over the years, I've gotten so many bits of information here and there. Yeah. I was like, let me just jump into it. You can just string it together. Let me, let me just jump into this one. And so I jumped into it, and it's like him and MJ living in an apartment. And you're like, what? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> this is this shit is heat. <laughs> and it was like, I think it was I was reading a Molten Man comic, so he's uh-huh. going against Molten Man. And, like, she is, um, like, a model, right? I think she's... Yeah. I, th- I don't know why I'm or an doubting actress. that, but an actress, right? Whichever way is that she was, like, her beauty and whatnot. I'm pretty and sure I, she's a model. And I think that works. I think that works for her. I don't know why people want to go against it. It's a little... It's funny. I'm, some uh, political commentary here. But I think it's really weird that they try to fly away, go away from that. Uh-huh. It kind of gives MJ... A little more. What's the word? Agency. It makes her interesting. It makes her stand out. Uh-huh. How many um, of the girlfriends, right, or any of just like the female characters in the comics, are models? Right. That's not something that they usually explore. 
And with her, it's not one note like that. There's a reason why she wants to be a model. Yeah. There's a reason why... Well, and there's more depth to her character outside of her being a model. There's a lot of depth. And that model thing only highlights it more specifically. Yeah. But if you just look at the model just by itself, people are like, well, she's like she's more than that. She's not just a beautiful woman. You're absolutely right. But and be, they explore that in Being the a model isn't easy. Yeah. That's actually... I think it's a little sexist in that yeah. alone. They don't realize what they're saying. They're like, why can't she? Why is she just being a model? Like, what do you mean, just being a model? Yeah, it's a really hard job. Yeah, I imagine, especially. I mean, I've I'm I've not seen like some an horror expert. stories. I'm not an expert, but just what they have to deal with behind the scenes, yeah. what they have to deal with on the scenes yeah. too, as well. It's well, a hard job. A lot of models have come out and talked about how horrible it is to be a model because they have such strict regulations. Yeah, and man. I mean, all all props to them for being able to do that, and for her to come in and like it kind of goes hand in hand with. Her background, right? Like, yeah. with how she was treated with her family. She doesn't feel beautiful. Yeah. So, modeling, right? Because that's what people are telling her. She does... She's a party girl. She's like the yeah, 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 like super social but because of how she's... level. Cause, yeah, because how she's struggling so deeply. Yeah. And so, I'm like, this is interesting she's stuff. She's reaching out. I was like, I would love for them to explore this in the shows and the yeah. movies. And they're like, no, we're yeah. not doing that. Well, you know, that's... That guy that we watched that video, the Alex Lennon guy, he's got a video on one more day or one last day or whatever it is. <laughs> Universally, it's pretty probably the most hated yeah. Spider-Man comic it because it everything. reset the continuity, but it did it in a way that was not at all exemplary of the characters that it was resetting, right? Like realistically Peter Parker never would have made a deal with Mephisto and for for people who don't know what we're talking about there's probably a lot of you one last day I think it was around like the 2010s or something like that yeah Um, Marvel wanted to reset the Spider-Man continuity for a new generation of comic book readers and so they basically forced the comic book story author of the time it was um, what's his name Straczynski maybe I think it was John Michael Straczynski, who a lot of people really like him, um, but they they basically forced him to. Is it? Is it? Oh, you don't have to pull it up yet. I'm, yeah, I'm looking it up right now. Okay. But yeah, essentially, it's just they wanted to reset it because they felt that's what needed to be done. And For I, I get it. I mean, I get. Um, yeah, Michael Straczynski is the one that made One More Day, and. And I feel bad for him because he didn't want to do it. He didn't want to do that. Yeah, um, he's, he's actually. I think come out and let talked me, about it. Let probably. me not. I think he's actually getting back on a book. Oh really? Which I, I, I didn't even tell you about it. But I, I mean, Spider-Man comics right now. We're we're, we're going to be feasting next year. Yeah. Um, it's like a a solo, uh-huh. like a mini series, uh-huh. and it's called I think the Shadow of the Goblin. Oh, and it That's takes place. It, do, it takes place earlier in his in his life, right? Uh-huh. But in a separate continuity, where it deeply explores the conflict between Peter and Norman. And Norman. I was like, that shit's and it's he's writing it, right? He's he's free reign. I was like, that shit's gonna That's be gonna so be awesome. fucking gas. But yeah, so basically, one more day, Marvel Comics chief editor forced Michael Straczynski to reset the continuity, and they told him he had to do it a specific way. It just doesn't make any sense, and for it doesn't anybody. make sense for the character. And it's funny because, like, I don't know if you if it, if it said in the video or if you read it, but shortly before when Ant Man was dying, he literally talked to God. I didn't know that he he talks to I guess what the God of that universe, the right? one above all, the whatever. one above all. 
and yeah, Peter talks to him, and he he basically he basically tells him like, everything's gonna be okay. You just gotta let go." Yeah, and it's like, and he was telling Peter, he was showing him like all the people he saved. And, like, they have like this really beautiful. It's actually a nice comic, right? And then shortly after, he goes, "I want to make a deal with the devil. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna sell my marriage. Sell I know my I just special talked love. to God, but like even Mephisto was telling him right in his face, like, your marriage is really something special. Like, yeah, it's one I of, want it. It's one of a kind. Can you give it to me for yeah. your 83 year old aunt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck my kid. I'll kill her. Yeah, he but he did. He also he also killed his kid. Yeah. Um, because she was pregnant, directly, right? But yes. And so there goes Mayday. She's gone. Yeah. Um." But it's just like, why why do that? And that's not even the worst of it. The worst of it is the fact that they made him younger. Yeah. Why? For what? Like, they didn't let him age. Yeah. You know, Spider-Man has been doing this for, I don't know how many, I shouldn't know off the top of my head, but for a long time. Yeah. And he's what? Somehow he's still (laughs) 20-something. He's he's, uh, still in college. It's like how they wouldn't let Ash Ketchum achieve anything until... It just doesn't make any sense, but it sucks. I hope that this ultimate run... I hope it's something special. Yeah. I hope that they just run with it. I, we, we just say forget the original 616. Uh-huh. Or they fix it, but I don't know how you can fix it at this point without another retcon. That, oh, okay. So no matter what, if they wanted to fix it, they would probably have to do a retcon and then just kind of right the wrongs of the past with where they go from the retcon. But a, a large part of the reason that people were so angry with One More Day was just because it was such a character assassination for all of the characters involved. Um, but hopefully this new, this ultimate run, I think, what'd you say? It was like Earth 1610 or something. I think I got that wrong, but yeah. But Um, it's, it's just, it'll it'll be interesting to see because from what I know about Spider-Man fans. They hate everything. Yeah, now. (laughs) And a large part of the reason that he was so popular when he was starting out and, you know, later on is because... He was relatable no matter what period of his life he was in. He Even when he was moving out of his, his aunt and uncle's house and going to college, you know, dating girls and then eventually moving in with Mary Jane and, and marrying Mary Jane, Spider-Man fans were eating that shit up. Oh, best believe that was. <laughs> they were eating it up. So I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know. It's Well, I, I think the problem was the comics industry – in the early 2000s was going downhill. It started to decline. It's still going downhill. Yeah. Like, why not? If you're going to make a story, you might as well make good ones. Yeah. Not if you're ones gonna, that your audience is going, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Like, stop doing this. If you're worried that your line of income is going to go out of, you know, is going to fade into obscurity, why would you self-sabotage in the last precious moments that you have? I one, don't know. One thing I will say, and because we're on the topic of comics, that I, I really don't like is the MCU synergy. Yeah, that they feel the need to do. Yeah, and that's not just it is Spider Man, but funny enough, actually, probably Spider Man gets the the least amount of synergy. But every single character now in the comics acts like their MCU counterpart. Counterpart Iron Man, like I love RDJ and I love what he did in the movies, but yeah. I don't need that to be the standard yeah. for every single Iron Man comic. Iron yeah. Man was a very different character. Um, now obviously there's a little hip- hypocrisy in my voice because the Guardians are some of my favorite movies in the uh-huh. MCU. Maybe my favorite trilogy. I love those movies. And I know damn well that they were not written like their counter- comic counterparts at all. Yeah. Not even remotely. No. If you read the comics, they're completely different characters. So I don't mind the synergy there, which is irony. But I, I do get and I, I'm frustrated myself with the fact that every single character needs to be written yeah. like the MCU. They need to look like the MCU characters. Yeah. Right? 
Like Thor, well, it's because they're trying Thor to was very rooted that. in mythology, not mythology, but like very fan- fantastical. Right, they took elements from. Yeah, the you know, he was a an old uh, Norse god, right? So it's like I prefer how he was in the beginning of the MCU than he was now. Now yeah. he's I don't know what the hell that is, but <laughs> now he's Taika Waititi, but blonde. Yeah, it sucks, but it's, it's whatever. It is what it is, but. Yeah. And then with Spider-Man, you know, on the topic of Spider-Man, I don't know if you if you saw what happened at the Game Awards. Uh, I know that Spider-Man Two didn't win. Win anything? They got snubbed in not nothing. Snubbed. They won not. They didn't win. They got nominated for seven things, and then they didn't. They didn't win any of it. I mean, I haven't played it yet, so I can't really speak to it. But it's a good game, I think. I, people are turning on it really hard now. And they're like, it's Insomniac is washed. Like, oh my goodness! And I was like, okay. Yeah, I was like, was like a month or two ago, we were all talking about how this is one of the greatest things ever made. And maybe it's not the greatest thing ever made. Whenever you take off the hype glasses and you kind of just let it sit in, mm-hmm. love the game still. Nothing's changed. Yeah, and it's probably a, still a good game for Spider-Man fans. I think so. People complain about the story, but I think, first of all, you're never, Spider-Man fans are never going to be happy with the story. Yeah. There's, well, I think that's just a, a problem with. Co- Media consumers. No, it's Spider-Man fans. <laughs> now. They're haters. Well, think like, about Star Wars fans. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. But I, Spider-Man's just so bad. I don't know why they're like that, but... I think it's just a problem. I think it's a product of... We touched on it a little bit last last week. Uh, instant gratification. I think it's just... Well, it's trend culture. If it's not trendy... To say Spider-Man 2 is one of the greatest games ever made, or Spider-Man 2 is a good game at the very least. Well, everyone hopped on the hate train right now. Yeah. Because the general consensus was like, it didn't win a reward, because it fucking sucks. It blows. Culture is a Baldur's Gate 3 basically won everything, which, okay. It's, it's a great game. Yeah, it's, it it's, is, yeah. I, I can give it that. Like, I was like, it's an amazing game. I played it. Yeah. I haven't played it as much as I want. I, I, I want us to hop back on it. Mm-hmm. Great game, though. I can I can see the love. I can see the work put into it. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm not going to doubt on that, but I'm not going to shit on Spider-Man just because it didn't win. Yeah. Um, it didn't deserve. Spider Man didn't deserve Game of the Year. I was talking to my dad about it. And he's like, "Really? You don't think so?" I was like, "Dad, I love Spider Man and I love that game, but that's biased. Like, I can, from an objective lens, can tell you there's better games this year. And uh, Baldur's Gate. I'm proud of you, JP. Baldur's Gate. <laughs> like, it deserved the win. It was good. Yeah. If Zelda won, it deserved the win. It was a technical masterpiece. So I was like, yeah, any of those games could have won. Yeah. Um, the only award that I think Spider Man should have got was the voice actor. Voice actor. He- put his heart and soul into that game. Yuri Lowenthal? Yeah. He, someone from Baldur's Gate 3 won. <laughs> oh, it was Neil, uh, it was, uh, Neil Ap- Chambers. Yeah. Um, Asterion? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so people were like, did you play the game? I was like, I mean, they all did great, but it's just, I don't know. Yuri put some, put some love in there. I, give him that one. Give him one of them. Yeah, give him something. But people were like, yeah, this game's kind of shit. And I, it, it deserves the fact that everyone was just celebrating that it didn't, didn't get anything. I was like, that's, that's so Celebrating lame. that it didn't yeah, get anything? Yeah, that's so lame, dude. Like we're all we're all going to be there in Spider Man three, yeah. Um, and then it sucks because they they're having a bad month because they they got hacked. Stuff got leaked out. They're trying to leak out the personal information. They leaked out that they're making Spider Man three already, and that they're making a Spider Verse game. Uh, they showed off the first screenshots for Wolverine. Like they just they put everything out there. So it's that sucks. It does suck, but that's what it is. I hate how quickly people can like turn like that. Yeah. That, that's one thing that I just really don't like is I, I feel like I mean like uh, the game came out a month ago and everyone's like yeah I mean the story is kind of bad but still actually, a great game it's actually crazy it came out two months ago now 
two months ago. Yeah. Holy crap, it's been that long. Two months ago, everyone's like, eh, you know, the story could be better, but it's a good game. I'm really enjoying it. I, I mean, love I it. I agree. The story was really cluttered, but there's some moments in there that make up for it. Like, yeah. it has some of the best Spider-Man moments, I think, in modern media, because... Because we know it's bad. Fuck me. Like, I just... I just don't understand why people are so afraid of being different or dissenting that they're willing to just go along with everyone else's opinion just because it's popular. Oh, what? Spider-Man 2 didn't win any awards? <laughs> it's got to be bad because everyone else is saying it is. Well, it, like, it's, where it's did the individuality though. go? The general idea, though... See, it's funny you say that. It's actually... I think both sides are equally annoying because... When you also go against yeah. the the common, they're like, okay, you're just saying that. You're only saying that because you because everyone be, else you want to be you want to be the guy that's sticking out. You know, you want to be the opposite. Well, I think if you have genuine reasons for being like that the guy who's sticking out, and you know this, I do. Yeah, it's my least favorite movie of all time. I know, and people think it's like I'm playing it a bit because of how much I hate that movie. I'm I hate that movie. Okay, but MCU fanboys are glazing everything, glazing MCU regardless. But it's crazy because like. With MCU, the MCU hate has been the trend, and you know what? Maybe maybe I'm not too against that one because they kind of suck. But they're like, guys, Far From Home is like it's massively underrated. Like, why aren't we talking about this movie? Because like, it sucks. Because it's not underrated. It's, it's <laughs> one of the worst movies ever. It's so bad. It plays out like a Disney Channel movie, and it's just I don't like it. And a Disney Channel movie is fine when it's a Disney Channel movie, not when it's like a two hundred million dollar movie. Yeah, a cinematic release. So it's like. Of the biggest, one of the arguably one of the biggest superheroes of all time. It's like yeah. I expect a little bit more, yeah. not Peter having his pants down with a secret agent. Yeah, I oh, mean, oh man, I I get you know both both sides of it being annoying, but I think if you're genuine about it, like if you if you are dissenting from everyone else just just because because you want to be like oh I'm different. Then it's annoying. Because there's people that do that, like, it's the big new thing, and everyone's like, guys, this thing is heat. And they're like, it's all right. Yeah. It's like, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, <laughs> okay, right. guy. Because, like, funny enough, with the Game Awards thing, on the opposite end, people are like, really? Baldur's Gate 3? Like, and they're showing you the, the combat, and it was like, it's turn-based. It's like, there's nothing so? wrong with turn-based <laughs> combat. So? Everyone's like, you. that's so lame. Like, you're showing something here. Because they were showing Spider, like, they're glazing Spider-Man up. And they're like, guys, look at this crazy, like, gameplay. And they look at your gameplay. <laughs> yeah, it's like, those are two different games, man. Yeah. You and can't I mean, compare those two. Baldur's Gate 3 has so much more gameplay than just the combat. No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, you can do whatever you want in that yeah. game. Like, it's fun. It's really fun. So it's like, I love Spider-Man, but let's not... Okay, you're fighting Venom. That's great. Yeah. But <laughs> And it hasn't can, been done. And the the top comment was like, "But can I? Can you have sex with a bear? Like, <laughs> <laughs> because you can do that. You can do that on Baldur's Gate. It's pretty good. I like. I that. was like, well, that's not really one of my silent points, but <laughs> but I'm, I, okay. I'm glad you feel that way. Speak your truth. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, if if you really have genuine reasons for disagreeing or going against the grain, then I think it's it's okay. Yeah. But you can always kind of tell when people are genuine and stuff like that. I don't know. It's just kind of frustrating. Yeah. Hey, guys. How's it going? It's great with the TVD podcast production team. And uh, through this transition, I just wanted to note some key details. We've made an Instagram at the TVD podcast official. That's at the TVD podcast official, all lowercase, if you want to give us a quick follow for updates and to when our next upcoming episodes will drop. As well as insider looks to our recording, Q&As, but to get to know BK and JP better. And once again, thank you all for listening to our project as we're excited to get up and running with you all. Thanks, guys.
Okay. Um, so we took a little break. Just had to grab some jumbo iced honey buns. Oh, they were so good. Um, get some some beverages to help get rid of our parched, dry mouth. Um, and now we're back. Yeah. So the last thing we were talking about was game awards. People changing their opinions. Yeah. You know that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, the holidays are right around the corner. Yes. We're here. When this com- episode comes up, I mean, probably the weekend of, yeah. maybe. Like, of I Christmas, yeah, something. Yeah, something like that. And um, got any plans? Um, well, normally my family will do – so we have a family Christmas, and most years we do it the weekend of New Year's. Mm-hmm. This year, though, a couple of people in my family were busy, so we weren't able to do it the weekend of New Year's, or we're not right. going to be able to. So they actually moved it to today. So oh, my family we can't wait to do that, huh? Can't wait to go. Yeah. My yeah, family's doing awesome. their family Christmas today. So shout out family. Hope you guys are enjoying it. Um So that was my family plans, but now my plans are we have a party tonight. Yeah, we got a little a little get together. It's been a while mm-hmm. since we had um one of these uh kickbacks and <clears throat> yeah, who calls them functions, right? It's, it's so stupid. So dumb. But, yeah, so we, we're having a little kickback. Uh, our good friends coming over. And we used to do it, like, we tried to do it monthly for a while. Just, you know, yeah. it's nice to have all your friends nearby and um, have them all together. And so since it's been so long, I, I've never hosted it at my house. So I said, why not? Let's do it. And it's kind of like a Christmassy themed, you know. Yeah. Brayden and I are wearing, I'll let you tell them, actually. Um, we're wearing a couple's costume. <laughs> it's not a couple's costume, but it's bacon, bacon, heat miser, and cold miser from yeah. the Rankin Bass Christmas specials. A miser brother's Christmas, you know. I'm Mister White <laughs> Christmas. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, of course. Yeah, um, I have my hair dyed already white. Yeah, it looks good. Old man, you'd be quite a gray fox. Yes sir, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, oh, we're dressing you can see up me like on the Patreon. Yeah. yeah, on the Patreon. Yeah. We'll post a, a picture. Uh, and we're going to label it For Mom. What was it? For Mom. For Mom. We're going to label it. Uh, but yeah, so we're, we're dressing up as those guys. I'm going to spray dye my hair orange and red to match. Gel- are you going to gel it up? Or are you just spraying it? Originally, I was going to gel it up, but like a lot. as the night goes on, it's going to be crunchy and annoying. This hair, and my hair's already crunchy. Yeah, so I don't, you know, so, I don't want to deal with that. Yeah, it kind of sucks, but so it'll just be sprayed. Yeah, and then you know, <laughs> I had the foresight. Rarely, a rare moment where it, what I was about to say just didn't need, <laughs> didn't need to be said, so I didn't say it. Good idea. Mike. I'll, you find it on the Patreon. On the Patreon. Thirty yeah. minute extended cut. Yep. Um, but yeah, so we've got that party tonight, and it's gonna be fun. I haven't seen a lot of the, well, not yes, you have. Don't lie, don't lie to them. I haven't hung out with a lot of the people going in a in an environment like that in a long time since last year. Actually, I'm pretty sure we had our our friendsgiving last year. It's been that long. It's been that long. Whoa! Since we had like a function or a kickback or a party. Oh yeah, because it was. Probably. Yeah, because we wanted to do it at your new apartment, but... Yeah. You guys said you hate us. No. (laughs) I remember specifically, actually. uh, Quote, quote. Never mind. (laughs) Once again, the foresight. (laughs) We didn't really have any any 
uh, seating or anything like that at the old apartment. But the new, new apartment, the one that we recently just moved into, um, that's not where the party is going to be, but... Yeah, it's, it's fine. It's going to be at JP's house. Um, but it should be a good time. We've got all kinds of uh, events planned. And it's it's going to be strange for me not... I'm not going to be able to do my family Christmas this year because, I mean, they're not going to do another one, you know? And I think this is the first year that I'll ever have missed it. Damn. Which is pretty... It's interesting. I'm obviously a little sad about it, you know? I wish I could be there, but at the same time, it had to happen eventually. Yeah. You know, something. Um, And it just happened to coincide with the day that we picked for the party. I mean, maybe it's even like a little a little glimpse into what your future Christmases look like. You know what I mean? Because eventually you do transition from that immediate family you've had your yeah. whole life to the new one, right? Yeah. Which obviously, you know, you and Camden, obviously you're going to spend Christmas with her going forward, mm-hmm. you know, forever. And then when you have kids and whatnot. Yeah. And then um, obviously Uncle JP's always going to be there. Obviously. Got to have to be. Got to be. Um, Gray's definitely not going to be because, you know. He'll be looking from the window. We're probably going to fire him in the next couple episodes. but <laughs> His job is in the balance always. Yeah. He's, he's, he's giving us a rough time. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, that's that's definitely an interesting way to look at it. I like I like to frame it that way as yeah. kind of like a glimpse into what my future is going to look like. Because um, yeah, I hope so, at least, that, like, you know, 10 years down the line, you know, the little, little JPs and BKs <laughs> uniting. Hanging out. Going to the same elementary school. Doing their own podcast. Mm. Oh. (laughs) We have him on as guests. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That'd be cute. Yeah. That'd be cute. But, yeah, you know, I'm. it's actually kind of comforting. Normally, when I try and, like, think about my future. Very stressful. stressful. I I get that. Yeah. I feel a dark, deep pit (laughs) of (laughs) despair. Yeah. Um, But it's, you know, it's nice to think about it through that lens. Yeah. And I'll still have Christmas with my immediate family. I just want, you know, my grandparents won't be there. Yeah, so you're still going to, like, on Christmas Day, you're still going to go over there, yeah? Yeah, going to go to my parents. Yeah, we, we do. <clears throat> we did last year because I moved, like, right before Christmas last year. Are they staying there, like, permanently, the house that they're in? Or do they ever plan on? They plan on moving at some point, but with the housing market being what it is, it's just. That's bad right now. I mean, even my family, because my family, now our house is, like, you know, we can sell it for quite a bit, but yeah. um, they want to, like, move out. Like, uh, my mom's dream is to get, like, land. Yeah, that's my parents' dream, too. Because, I mean, yeah, land's awesome. Like, having your own space. Yeah. Um, if you guys subscribe to the, the Patreon. Maybe we can make that I happen. I can fund it for my mom, you know. <laughs> that's a noble effort. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's just uh, the holidays have been, I think, for a long time. Not as good as they can be. I feel like I've lost the the magic that that Christmas was at one point mm-hmm. for the last like what six years, seven years, and all right, I'm gonna air out a bit of a personal <laughs> detail here, but I was I was hoping this Christmas with um you know my last my last partner that it was gonna be a little different because mm-hmm. I don't know I just thought that you know when you feel so strongly about someone and you're going into it with this like thanks and happy like jolly time it's like oh that, that might be sweet you know yeah the, the christmasy kind of vibes in general like all of that stuff you know the hot cocoa by the fire all, all, all of it gifts and so i was like this 
this is going to be the one. And so I was pretty excited for that, but look at that turned out. Yeah. <laughs> so now, now I'm alone again, but I'm hoping to, like with this party with you guys, I'm hoping to at least still feel the, the gratefulness of having my friends around. Yeah. Um, Not feel alone. Even though I lost one of them recently. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, I hope, I hope this one's better. Yeah, it should be. I'm looking forward to it. It's been a while, but should have a good time. Well, enough dwelling on the on the the sadness, JP. Let's hear about some of the good holiday memories you have. The good holiday memories. Um, because <laughs> no, I I think I do have good holiday memories. It's just it's been a minute. I it's funny. I I'm a very anti social person. Mm-hmm. Not by necessarily choice. I I love talking to people. Yeah. Um, I love. Like genuinely, I really do just love people, which is which is weird. I'm just a very awkward person. Yeah. And I, I have a very I have a very high standard on myself and a very low standard on everybody else. Yeah. So anything else is passable for everyone else, but for me, it's like you got to bring your A game to every conversation. Yeah. And so f- when it came to the family, like the Christmases, looking back on it, I miss it. I do. I, I think it was really nice having all my cousins. And my extended family, my mom's side, my dad's side, everyone was there, and then we were eating. The food was so good. God, you know, the Mexican stuff, man. Yeah. <laughs> the tamales. But um, everything was just, it was so good, right? There was so much food. There was so much, like, I guess just the liveliness of it. Everyone, like, looking at every corner and seeing a different aspect of my family, like, chatting it up. Like, crossovers. Oh. oh. But um, it, it was cool. I, I just, I really liked it. I really enjoyed it. And now... For years now, obviously, you know, you know the stuff that I've talked to you about. Yeah. But it's just, now it's just me and my cousins, right? It's a very small gathering. Right. It kind of just was like, we're just going over for a little dinner and then we're leaving. It's just not what it was. And maybe that's, maybe that's the problem I'm having, but. It just doesn't feel the same. Yeah. It's just like a a quick dinner, you know, or I talk to them, I catch up and then we leave. Yeah. As opposed to this big, oh my God, is everyone's here? Yeah. I I, I did. I I missed that. Um, uh, Actually. Really recently, a really good memory I had was going to Colorado. Yeah, with my family. That was nice. It was just the immediate one, and I love my immediate family, and I love spending time with them. Especially now that I'm getting to the age where I'm gonna, I'm gonna appreciate it more. Yeah, so I enjoy every moment I have now. And going to Colorado it was it was a snow. The mountains had the Skyrim soundtrack playing in my ear the whole time. It was <laughs> it was awesome, and just going to a town that's like all Christmassy decorated literally yeah. just like it just seeing the environment the big trees and everything it was awesome it felt like a big deal again it did and so I, I really enjoyed that I'm glad that we got to do that yeah um, I don't know how it's been for you though I don't know how Christmas has been for you recently well you know I, I kind of feel the same to be honest um, had some personal stuff go down almost a decade ago wow which is crazy um, but ever since then you know, it used to be I would I would get Christmas with both big sides of the family, like my mom's side and my dad's side, yeah. because I, I've got a pretty big extended family. Um, my dad has two siblings, and they all have, like, two or three kids who are around my age or a little bit older, and so a couple of them have their own kids, and, you know, I've gotten to see that family sort of grow. Right. over time and and you know on the on my dad's side and then my mom she's got three siblings each with like three kids and a couple of them have kids hmm. 
you know, so it's like I've, I've got pretty extensive family on both sides. So before it used to be, you know, my mom's side, we would all kind of get together for the holidays, Thanksgiving, Christmas, stuff like that. And it's always been kind of difficult because we had to sort of switch between my dad's side and my mom's side because my dad's side lives, you know, a, a state away. Right. So it's tough to, <clears throat> you know, visit them as much as we would like to because they live four hours away. You know, it's a four-hour drive. It's a whole event every time. we got to take work off, whatever it might be. And it's always nice to see them. Uh, and I have some really good, you know, holiday memories with my dad's side. You know, we used to watch the Rankin Bass Christmas specials, the, you know, the claymation. Yeah, love them. The year without a Santa Claus and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and a Miser Brothers Christmas, all of them. Uh, and we'd all sit and, like, me and all my cousins, we would sit on the floor in the living room and all the adults would sit on the couches. They had, like, two <laughs> big couches. Um, and we would watch the, the specials, drink hot cocoa from, like, the Swiss Miss. Yeah. <laughs> pre-made, you know, cocoa packets. And that's that's a fond memory that I've always had. Uh, and then my mom's side, you know, they used to come over to our my grandparents' house. Um, and we would put on, like, Christmas shows that were pretty much just improv. But we had, like, a, a dress-up trunk. That we used to like <laughs> change, <laughs> change costumes and whatnot, and um, put on a little show, make a little itinerary kind of thing. Have them all. There was one year we had them. I don't know if it was for Christmas. I think it was, but we had them all sit outside in like lawn chairs, like lawn all chairs. the adults. Yeah. Um, and then we just put on a little show for them. I think it was Christmas. Uh, I did Gangnam Style. <laughs> so for. For a long time now, on my mom's side, Gangnam Guy has been a nickname for Gangnam me. Gangnam Guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not very proud of it, but, I mean, it was a good memory. But it's just the older I've gotten and the more things happen, you know, life goes on. It's definitely it, th that magic that you feel about it kind of has gone away. And I think particularly with my mom's side of the family, you know, extenuating circumstances, things that were just out of our control kind of made it a lot more difficult to feel that magic yeah um just because we all kind of what happened really hit all of us super hard yeah it's like that with my mom's side you know we cut them off entirely all of them so yeah. it's like they're gone and you could feel the difference right yeah. with that entire family being gone and my, my dad's side gone yeah. so we don't have any like we really just don't have much so it's like isolating almost yeah and it sucks yeah because i think family is a very important part of christmas oh absolutely yeah. and um and the older I've gotten, the more I've realized that, you know, so I I think I'm hoping that this year feels a little bit more like it used to. And I think this party will be good for us because it, it may not be, you know, our immediate families or anything like that. But, you know, found family is a very real thing. And I'll always have a special connection with my actual immediate family, mm -hmm. but I'll also have a connection with my found family, like my friends and everyone like that, that I won't ever really have with my actual family. Right. So it's like, well, you there know. Is some, there is something special about those people that you, I guess, kind of choose. Yeah. You know, you form that bond with them. Now, obviously, you know, not everyone is fortunate enough to have an immediate family. Yeah. Or to be close to their immediate family. But, you know, when you're lucky, 
it's it's like given to you, right? Yeah. Like you're almost born with people that you can you can trust and rely on. Again, yeah. ideally. And so there is something special to be had about having you find someone out there, right? You find some friends, one, two, you know, your partner, and you confide in them. Yeah. And it, it, it's nice. So. Yeah. And, you know, it's especially nice for people who aren't, who maybe weren't as lucky, who weren't blessed with, yeah. you know, like a, what you would consider to be a normal or like standard immediate family or anything like that, you know, or, so, you know. Right. People with divorced parents, I'm sure it's nice to be able to spend the holidays with people that they care about and really care about them. And it's kind of like, it's just that sense of belonging. For sure. You know, and I think the atmosphere of Christmas has kind of warped in my head the older I've gotten. But I think that that, that general feeling that kind of makes up Christmas of like belonging and comfort hasn't really gone away. It's just... What I thought was belonging and comfort changed a little bit. Yeah, has changed. And so now I value different things more than I used to, you know, like those small moments with my family. Right. That, you know, a lot of people maybe aren't fortunate to have or, you know, now because they're fairly scarce in terms of like my extended family, it just makes me treasure those moments all all the more. So... Yeah. It's a nice sentiment. Yeah. Um, and with that, I'll be saying, you know, like you said, I think it's going to be a lot better. You know, we look back and we have a lot of good memories. I think the both of us with our um, you know, our families and our friends and whatnot. But hopefully going forward, we'll make more memories with our new families and our yet-to-be-met friends, friends that we have now, yeah. whatever. And at this point, we're we're wrapping up getting to the end of the podcast but before we go obviously i like to wish anybody anybody listening you know merry christmas happy holidays yeah i hope it i hope yours is great and um we'll be back next year mm-hmm. right well this episode should have come out around christmas time around christmas most likely time. yeah and then after that we'll, regardless we'll probably release the next one next year yeah and maybe most likely the next episode is going to be a, a little bit of a different format yeah. Just to change things up a little bit. Yeah. And, um, yeah, we'll just keep playing with it. But I, I really do hope you guys have a happy, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, you know, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate. You know, spend some time with people that you love. Have a good time. Um, just a quick note, you know, today was a little bit more informal for us. We kind of just let the conversation travel go where it went um if you have any you know uh critiques or feedback or anything like that you guys want to you know let us know what you think or how it went uh we're working on getting a an instagram account open um we're still in talks with an artist about some cover art right now so until we get that the instagram account won't be live but just be looking out for it uh we'll post on our socials whenever that comes up but um thank you guys for listening uh like we said you know merry christmas happy holidays hope you guys enjoy um and we'll see you guys next year thanks guys have a good one
Hey guys, this is going? It's great with the TBD podcast production team. Uh, that's episode three in the books. Um, episode four should be dropping here in about a week or so um, of this current drop time. Um, once again, we're excited to see uh, what you guys think about the podcast. Uh, be sure to give us a like on Spotify uh, and update your notifications if you want to um, see when the next episode is going to drop. But um, yeah, I want to say uh, thank you all for all the support. We really do appreciate it. Um, Brayden and JP are very excited to get this project up and running. So hopefully soon it can pick up some tension and you guys uh, really do get into it and really enjoy it um once again as they've stated before we are experimenting a little bit so if the format's a little strange just work with us be patient we'll uh, we'll get the content that you guys are seeking um sooner or later so thank you guys again uh, hopefully to see you on the next episode uh peace